This is AM Reviews. I'm Adrian. I'm Muhammad. This is a podcast where we talk about movies, TV shows, and all things superheroes. And whatever else interests us. Be sure to like AM Reviews on Facebook and check out our YouTube channel at AM Reviews. And follow us on Instagram at Moe's underscore TV16. And at just underscore Adrian underscore underscore. Which will be linked in our podcast. Thanks for listening. Welcome back to AM Reviews, everybody. It's Muhammad and Adrian. We're here to review the movie Uncut Gems, starring Adam Sandler, Adina Menzel, Julia Fox, the retired NBA player Kevin Garnett, The Weeknd, and Lakeith Stanfield. This basically revolves around a gambler who can't really just stop gambling, which is Adam Sandler. And we follow all of the crazy mess that follows behind him. What did you get from Uncut Gems? Yeah, so Uncut Gems, I mean, first, this is a very different movie for Adam Sandler. Not like Happy Gilmore or like really anything he's ever done (laughs) in recent history. Um, uh, It's very serious, but he's a gambler down on his luck. And I really sympathize with him. I think he was like, he can never catch a break. He's always trying to get ahead. Um, He just owes people some money. And he's trying to flip every dollar he gets so he can pay everybody off. And just never happens. Which is really unfortunate. Yes, it's unfortunate, but I did not really feel for him. I've seen multiple reviews where they were like, I'm really rooting for uh, Howard, that's Adam Sandler's character, to people off and be able to, I guess, have a normal life. But he doesn't seem like he wants that. Every time he gets some money to pay somebody else, he tries to one-up himself and go put that money towards another gambling thing that It's just a never-ending cycle for him. And I think, well, I'm not going to spoil anything yet, but the way the movie ended, I think that was a proper way to end it. Whoa. Whoa. (laughs) Proper. Whoa. Well, well, (laughs) what I'm saying is... I was was on the verge of tears, but I mean, that was like... I was was sad for my boy Howard. We can get back to it, but all I'm saying is... It would have been a never-ending cycle if what happened no. at the end of the movie didn't happen. Okay. You know, I can't say it wouldn't have been a never-ending cycle, but he could have been happy for a little while. He could have been happy. Maybe five minutes. But That's a long time. <laughs> <now>. <laughs> yeah, it is. But, I mean, thing um, after thing kept going wrong. But yeah, he's not the best guy. I mean, she and his wife, he has a whole girlfriend in another apartment, which is, I mean... Yeah, he he lives an interesting life, owning this jewelry shop. Keith's character is pretty interesting. How do you feel about him? He was kind of like his hustler sidekick in the jewelry store, but really had his own Keith Stanfield. Right. Yes, yeah, so Keith Stanfield. I actually really like him as an actor. He has a very wide range of acting. We've seen him in a lot of different roles. The first time I saw him was in Get Out, and then he's been in Atlanta, where he's not really the smartest guy. He was in Knives Out. Just recently, not too long ago. Pretty smart character there. And then you got this hustler type of guy in Uncut Gems. And he's kind of like, I've heard somebody call him the liaison, basically. He goes out in the streets and looks for people to come into the jewelry store for Adam Sandler to uh, sell them things. But Adam Sandler constantly undercuts Lakeith Stanfield 
because they just can't get on the same page. Right. It's not a really healthy dynamic they have. Um, like he does bring in big, you know, customers, but which I'm curious at how exactly he manages to do that. But um, he <laughs> there's no explanation. <laughs> no, he's just a bum, but he just gets famous people on his side for some reason. Um, you can say the same about uh, Howard's girlfriend as well with the weekend. Um, she's a coke dealer, and he she ends up selling him uh, or trying to sell him drugs while seducing him, which really interesting scene in the weekend. I actually that was pretty interesting, but. Yeah, let's, all around, let's, I mean, great performances. Oh, yeah. I, I really love the performances. I love the acting. Um, I was really surprised by Kevin Garnett. I mean, he was yeah. great. Even though he's playing himself, he, he was great in his role. The weekend, he barely showed up. I mean, he had that one scene where, you know, he's being seduced by uh, Adam Sandler's girlfriend, the, the side chick. But, I mean, you don't really get that much from him. He, he doesn't no. have his old haircut. Right. You, I guess they got he the put wig. on a wig for that. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but it's not like we could tell if it looked really good. But mm-hmm. we can't really tell if it looks really good because everything is in a nightclub. It's really dark. So it does it could have been a bad for his one little fight with Adam Sandler. But that's another strike against Adam Sandler. I mean, he spit on him. Well, spit at him. He did. Um, even though the weekend didn't know that this girl was supposedly taken she was just right. she was coming on to him true true so i'm on the side of the weekend on this it's hard to get behind adam sandler for me it, it's very hard in this movie because he just not, doesn't seem like a good guy um yeah, you know he cheats yeah. on his wife um he doesn't even want to spend that much time with his family uh, right while doesn't he has, like him that much <laughs> i wouldn't say he doesn't really like him i, I think he's just so consumed by his lifestyle that he just mm-hmm. doesn't know how to pay attention to them. True. Because his his wife, she's definitely about to leave him. His children. Well, he has one son that looks up to him. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was supposed to. What was he supposed to do whenever he went back into the room with him? Was he supposed yeah. to play with him or something? He's telling he was his talking kids to his to wife. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but he was watching the game. Right. Supposed to be tucking him in, but he just watched the game on his phone while he was sitting there. Yeah, he doesn't. He's not a great father by any means. Um, it's unfortunate. It's hard to call him a good man. Uh, yeah, yeah, he's not. He's. Not, it's not, I think that makes for a good movie because you know, it's it's nice to see the imperfect side of humanity sometimes. I mean, Howard didn't hurt true. nobody. I mean, he's he's just he has his own problems. It's just unfortunate. He didn't hurt anybody. Oh, I mean, his wife, uh, <laughs> <laughs> his children. His I mean, children. his whole livelihood. Come on. Well, he, he, well, his children never really knew, except for the oldest son, and he didn't really, we didn't really. So his children would, might have been fine, and I think you know the teenage daughter is being a little bratty. Um, and she was. He's she trying to talk to her. To. I don't care. On the phone, like yeah, she wasn't. She was not meeting. Well, she was not meeting him halfway at all. <laughs> He's probably not met her halfway this whole time, even during her performance. That she had, it, it was some type of play that she was in. He tried to go deal with his other dealings and his. Uh, he was his about work. to get murked in that theater. He had to get up. <laughs> what do you mean? But it's, you it's, owe these it's people all money his and fault. They're dangerous, and he's around his family now. He has to get him away. But, but the only thing I don't understand, fault. I don't understand. You know, so this scene happens in the middle of the film where he's at the theater, and he, two of these goons come in and sit down in the theater looking for him. So he goes outside to talk to him. 
they take him, they beat him up, strip him naked, and stuff him in his own trunk. And he calls his wife to come get him out. Why does his wife not ask more questions after that? <laughs> she, Probably not the first time. <laughs> she did at the very end she was worried at the a friend's house it was a quick little scene and she calls um you know she's talking to her friend and she's like i'm worried i found him in a trunk a few days ago or something like that so she knows something's up at the very end but she at the moment she's not very concerned which is unfortunate um they don't explore that too much also no no singing in this you know she's she's a broadway star no singing so interesting to see her just What's just she- acting yeah, she plays a very small role, mm-hmm. but at that point, I'm pretty sure she was just ready to move on from him. The only reason why they were staying together is because of their uh, religion, their Jewish, I think it was True. the Passover. They yes. were waiting for that to kind of get out the way, and then mm-hmm. they were going to split up. But Adam Sandler, he looked like he was already on the way to splitting up. He had a, he already had a girlfriend on the side. Mm-hmm. Um, that was also seducing other men but kind of still felt for him right very Um, toxic relationship but yes but i I have to say at the beginning of this movie it was very confusing i had no idea what was going on everybody's (laughs) just talking over each other you you got just random people just coming up in the shop slapping them all across the face punching them like i'm like what's going on here that's why i felt so bad for him so in his shop it's like the dankiest little shop um, in, an, in this weird old building and the doors barely work so he's above people in um, and people come in and abuse him for no reason <laughs> like well, there's no owns, respect for this money. man <laughs> he owes him money he's he's <laughs> like this story is like the story of the hype man <laughs> <laughs> the, the, the side character he finally it has his is. main role <laughs> He is the side character in this story to to his own story because so much of the life is just happening to him and not for him, which is really unfortunate. But he just he gets beat up a lot, treated like a bum um, all around you by these goons. Like, I don't know how much money he owed them, but goodness gracious, I feel bad for him. But, but it's also a never ending cycle. Like he always wants to put the money that he owes somebody else to something else. Like as soon as he gets that money, he he goes and spends it. Like he he doesn't know how to stop. He has a huge gambling problem. It's true. Not saying he doesn't. It's a really big <laughs> flaw, but it just brings about some really unfortunate things. That, yeah. Oh. And bef- before we move forward with um, spoiling everything, even though, I mean we probably have already, but I feel like this movie can be compared to the Joker, the the movie that came out last year. Wow. Where you have kind of like a character study because you see how gambling can lead you down this very wrong path, just like with the Joker, mental illness, how that led him to the dark path. So those are some really good um, parallels there uh, with Uncut Gems and and Joker. We'll have to wait and see what my final verdict is because that (laughs) one was a low background noise, but (laughs) this one. Uh, we'll, we'll see. I, I felt like it was very confusing at first. There, there's so much going on. I actually had to go back and try to rewind and try to figure out some stuff. And I still didn't know how I felt by the end of the movie because Adam Sandler is the main character. And you usually do want to uh, root for the main character, but I found it hard to root for him. 
Yeah, and I think that I mean that might have been like the way it was filmed on purpose. You know, it's hard. It was kind of hard to to be on his side or justify being on his side. And it was very confusing in the beginning. Things didn't quite make sense to me until maybe a quarter of the way through the film on what was going on. Because you're right, those those first couple of scenes um, in in the shop um, were very confusing. Yeah, and you just didn't know the whole dynamic of like, wait a minute, does he have two girlfriends or two wives or like? like I, right. I just didn't know what was going on. <laughs> right. And you know what's interesting? Else. Sometimes it's nice to have a story where they don't spend so much time on the backstory. You got to learn everything in the moment, because very much the, everything's happening to him very quickly. I mean, there's a point where he pawns, so Kevin Grant comes in, and um, he wants um, this rock, that this uncut gem that Adam Sandler's character has found, Howard has found, and he needs to auction the gem, but. Um, Kevin really wants it. So what he does is he gives him his ring as collateral that he's going to bring the gem back. And what does Howard do? He takes the gem, goes straight to the pawn shop and pawns well, the, the gem to get the ring, money. The ring, actually. Oh, I'm sorry. Yes. Pawns the ring to get money that he owes somebody else because he knows he can flip it if everything happens on a schedule like it's supposed to. The auction comes in, brings in millions of dollars, which doesn't end up happening, unfortunately. Um, everything will just work itself out. But um, there's a point where he is he's supposed to he pawns the ring on like a Tuesday and he's supposed to get it back on Friday or else it's, it you know doubles in interest at the, at, the, at the pawn shop. And he forgets to get the ring back. And I forgot that he pawned the ring myself. So I really felt like I was in Howard's shoes if so much is happening around me that it's hard to catch up and actually, you know, figure this all out. Yeah, I agree with that. There, there's so much going on, especially with him trying to flip other merchandise to gain money. And I, I think the gym, that they, they call it the Opal. And the reason why Kevin Garnett wants it is because Adam Sandler gives him this bogus history lesson on where it came from and how. That wasn't exp- bogus. <laughs> there was a little flip well, in the beginning we saw. Yeah, but he he thought he it was it worth way more. Like Adam Sandler thought it was worth way more than what everybody else thought it was. Right, he thought it we was, was millions, and it was only set up for auction for uh, I think uh, 150 thousand. Yeah, but the the reason why Kevin Garnett wants it is because he's like, I gotta have this. This brings me confidence, brings him luck. And once he does borrow the opal from him, he plays very well in his game. He eventually does bring it back, and once he loses that. It's like he he's lost his confidence. He's not able to play well. And he's like, I, I got to have it back. Mm-hmm. And then Kevin Garnett, he ends up trying to buy it since Adam Sandler gets it back. Adam Sandler puts it up for auction, thinking that Kevin Garnett will pay any price for it because, you know, he just wants it so badly. But Kevin Garnett, he does. <laughs> he backs out of a high bid and. Uh, I think it's his stepfather or somebody that's related to um, mm-hmm. Adam Sandler. He ends up having to buy it for one hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. So now he owes his father in law and he's like, no, we'll get the money back. You know, I'll wire the money for it, the wire the money to you because I'm going to set this up with another bid on another Kevin Garnett game. It's just a constant cycle of him just yeah. 
Because he, he gets his, tries to get his father to up the sale of it. But yeah, he puts himself further in debt. And it's really unfortunate. I was sad at that point. I was like, man, this route was supposed to really hit and it didn't. And now his family's involved and he owes them money. It, it was just a psychic situation. But he he did it to himself. He he did it to himself. But also his partner um, hated him as a character in this because he pissed me off. You I mean, Lakeith Stanfield? Stanfield's character was just so disrespectful and he wasn't on time, couldn't come through. He was part of the problems for Howard. Yeah, he brought <laughs> Kevin in. You cannot. Jim didn't come back on time. You cannot blame Lakeith Stanfield for Adam Sandler's problems. Nope. Now, was, now some of them were his now, fault and I could not stand him in the moment when those things were happening. I was like, God. Come through, you bum, you lazy bum. You can't do anything right for this man. Can't you see this man is hungry? He's just trying to get his money right, and you're playing games with him. But then I felt bad for him when he found out that even Lakeith Stanfield's characters' watches that he had in the safe were also pawned by Howard. (laughs) That's what I'm talking about. That's what I'm talking about. This man cannot get out of his own way, Adam Sandler. He just keeps messing up. He does. It's, it's it's all his fault. Maybe if he held himself to a higher standard, his employees wouldn't be late. But I didn't mind Lakeith Stanfield. I, I thought he did great. His character was late a few times. And Important somehow, times. <laughs> somehow he knew Kevin Garnett personally. Where he <laughs> yeah, just practice. <laughs> practice. He can go to practice with him. <laughs> yeah, you're on. He's on a list for some reason. Like, does does Kevin Garnett just let his jewelers on his list to come to private practices, but not the main jeweler? I mean, it was pretty messed up. I was like, that's just disrespectful. You're in here because of Howard, and you just can leave Howard outside the practice. You know, it wasn't Lakeith Stanfield's most shining moment, but I think that was his only slip up because <laughs> Howard did not do him any favors. By pawning all of his his watches that Howard thought he he thought the the watches were trash anyway. Everything that that was probably in his shop was probably trash too because there's this one guy that comes I think it's near the end of the movie uh, when everything is in a rush but he's like he sold me this fake jewelry I need my money back or something like that mm-hmm. I need the papers on this so I think. Adam Sandler, he was selling a whole bunch of bad jewelry that wasn't real anyway. A lot of cubic zirconia type right, of stuff. Right, most of it was probably fake. <laughs> yeah. And that's why I go back to the Opal. The Opal was supposed to be his next big hit. Mm-hmm. He was supposed to put that as this, I, I, I guess, this big gem that's worth a whole bunch of money, but it's really not. And that's why the people who actually look at it, they were saying, uh, well, yeah, I'll, I'll give you this much. It's not worth a million dollars. Now, was it because it wasn't worth a million dollars or because it was late and he pissed people off? It's and a combination of because things. because of Lakeith Stanfield's character. No, no, stop it. You, you cannot saying. blame you, you you cannot blame Lakeith Stanfield for Adam Sandler's problems. I he had way saying. more problems before. Did anybody go after Lakeith Stanfield for money? Well, no, because he he was smart. He he was in people's faces when it was good for him and them, but not when stuff hit the fan. But what I'm saying is, did he go out there and gamble 
different no. people's money just to pay yeah. somebody else. I'm just saying he was a bum sidekick. Did he have a wife that he had a side chick on and not pay attention to his children? Not saying how it's a good person. I'm just saying he didn't have no help. No. Well, love. I mean, he got himself into that corner. He backed himself into that corner. It's just very hard for me to get on Adam Sandler's side on this. It's, it's very hard. Every time you want to root for him, he goes and messes it up by tripping over his own feet. Yeah, he um, does. He's a clumsy fella. <laughs> I mean, and just tumbling. <laughs> we finally get to the, the biggest hit after he sells the Opal. Kevin Garnett, he gets it. And um, Adam Sandler, he's trying to get his, his next big hit by betting all these things. But he also has all of the loan sharks after him, the original mm-hmm. guys who beat him up basically throughout the whole movie. They're like, we want our money. But he has them in between the doors. <laughs> right. So at his shop, the doors often break because of the magnetic trigger on the locks. So when they are arguing with him, they exit one door and they're in between the second one, but the metal piece falls. So Adam's like, Howard's like, well, this is his opportunity to lock them up so he can, you know, so they can see him win this money. Right. Millions of dollars on this game because Kevin Durant's going to play his best because he has the open back and he just knows he's going to win. And he does. And he sends his. And so he gives the money to the girlfriend. The girlfriend goes to the casino, puts the bets down, you know, all in. And this happens and he hits and he wins over like a million dollars right there while the goons are watching him. So I'm like, yes. You know, he's finally going to pay them off and have change left over. He can start his life over. You know, everything can be good. But that's not what happens. You can't see me right now, but I'm shaking my head. And no, <laughs> everything would not have been good for him. Even if he but went and how would be great. Like, he can't be great by himself. He doesn't want to be great. He wants to live on the edge and just feel that that intensity of being backed into a corner. I think he loves that. He loves that thrill because yeah. nobody is going to continually just put themselves under the grave like he did. And <laughs> I mean, <laughs> that's how it happened. He ends up dying. But uh, let's let's rewind a little bit before he locks them in between the door. Why okay. did they leave? So they were um, saying, you know, give me the money. They wanted to go get the girl because they realized the money that he did have, he gave to the girlfriend to go bet, to like go find the girlfriend. That's why they were leaving the shop. But he was sneaky enough to pass the money to the window. The girl got out. She waited to the place. um, And the goons were now stuck in between the two doors for the whole game. It was a pretty intense moment. Well, kind of. I mean, I think a lot of people would call it intense, but they were just stuck behind. Well, stuck between two doors. Right, so it can only be way. so intense. <laughs> yeah, uh, but he finally lets them out after officially wins the money, but not actually having the money in hand. And they're tired of <laughs> listening to him because he tells so many lies and sure. has never come through. So they've had enough. And one of the guys just shoots him right in the face. Right. As soon as he lets him out the door, he just shoots him. So, I mean, like no speech, no words. They just, I mean, shoots him in the face, dead, right there. And one of the goons is, I think, the brother-in-law of Howard. Um, and he was like in shock. 
he was trying to run at this point. I think they kill him too. Um, Cause he's just like, Whoa, this wasn't what, what? I was like, what? After all this, they're going to kill him. I can remember the last time I was this shocked. I, gosh, I don't even know. Yeah, I, I was pretty shocked, but I'm just going to go back to what I was saying at the beginning of this episode. I think it was the proper ending because he was just going to keep gambling until I guess this eventually happened sometime later. No, he, he, he could not get out of his own way. This wasn't the right way to end it, though. I think even like in, an, in like he did not saying everything's going to go back good, but I think he should have won the money. He should have, you know, divorced his wife, paid her great alimony, you know, give the kids what they need. Finally, you know, retire on a beach or something. And then maybe the last scene, he's still like gambling at the slots, like something like that. Not this, not just dead. After he finally gets everything out of the way. And now his family, I mean, they're not going to know anything. The girlfriend barely knows the half of it. So the fact that he's dead now and they do right by ending the story right there and not going on at all. But what I mean, what does the wife know? I mean, obviously, they they shoot him and they, they rob the place. So it's going to. I think it, in the papers, it probably looked like a uh, uh, a robbery gone wrong and um, the jeweler is just dead now. But it's just so unfortunate to his story because no one's he doesn't get to tell the story of how he became a millionaire or the struggle that it took to get there or enjoy anything in life. It's all taken away. I mean, even whenever, so in the beginning of the film, he's, he's doing a colonoscopy and he gets the results of that. But halfway through the film, while um, Lakeith's character is upset with him for pawning his watches and he's getting that news and it's good, but he can't even enjoy it. And it, it, I think at the end, it just it shows that again, that he cannot be happy. The universe has decided he's a bad person. He doesn't get to be happy. And he ends right there. Now, you said that he would have been able to pay everybody off and you know, pay his ex-wife alimony and take care of his kids. No. If you look at him throughout this whole movie, has he ever made any good decisions? I mean, can you trust him to make those good decisions? <laughs> Seriously. He's I just going to use that money to make sure. an even bigger break. I don't know if it would happen for sure. But I know he didn't deserve to die. Not like that. I, okay, I want to clarify. I'm not saying that he deserved to die. I'm just saying that this cycle of gambling, it would have continued. And he still wouldn't have made good decisions. Yeah. that's you've that Given his history, that's a fair assumption. Yeah, you're saying that he's going to go on a, on a straight path after winning that money? No. A little straighter. What? <laughs> a little bit. <laughs> So he'll just, I guess, start another jewelry store with his his side. Maybe chick. start his own pawn shop. I don't know. <laughs> just he basically already ran a pawn shop. Pretty much. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> oh, I just, I just felt for my guy Howard. I did, and I didn't think those goons are about that life. No. The whole time I, they were like they were like B list Marvel villains who just show up for no reason and never come through in their threats. But uh, all of a sudden, he just got real gangster and just shot him. <laughs> <laughs> I, I have two emotions. My immediate roast was, what the heck? And I, and then I started laughing a little bit because I was like, he was just so 
mad. He didn't say anything and just shot him in the face. And Adam's face was still smiling. That's how fast the shot. Yeah, he's like happened. a Joker. <laughs> <laughs> what do you call a fake teeth? That he just had those just sitting out with a little smile on his face, like he kind of like he died happy. He did. He died on a high, the highest high of his life. Yeah. So. You know, it's not completely a, a a bad ending, but I just don't think he would have made great decisions after winning that money. Those goons, they did rough him up, but it wasn't like, I don't know. I, I've seen worse torturing, and they barely did a thing, especially whenever they had him in the car. That All was they did was just take his clothes off. But that, man, that, that's, that, that man's like in his 50s, 60s. I mean, they just beat this man up. If anything, this man has Wolverine healing powers. I mean, he just walks up, nothing is wrong. But <laughs> wait a minute, you act like they just stomped him. They just took his clothes off, slapped him around, and put him in the trunk. <laughs> the amount of stress you be through if someone did that. I mean, that's a grown man, and they had the strength to take his clothes off and, and beat him up in the back. They told, stole, told his, took his watches, took his glasses. I mean. They did a lot. And they threw him in the fountain at one point in the middle of the town. Like everybody's looking at this bum. We just got th- no one calls the police. Not one time. Right? You know well, it's New York. This. It's I, New York. Nobody cares. I, if you've a, ever been to New York, people are on a one track mind. They're trying to get to wherever they're trying to get to. They don't care if they bump into you. Nobody's trying to say, Hey, if you've been being robbed, they look the other way. Nobody cares about anybody else. I I just felt bad for him. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> I don't know if I feel bad for him. I mean, I, I guess he he did not have to die. I don't want him to die. That okay. That that's the only thing I can say. Yeah. He did not deserve to die. <laughs> he deserves some therapy. Like he 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 needed some type of rehabilitation from gambling because yeah. that that was a serious problem. Serious problem. Um, and I don't know if I've seen it really at this level in a movie, but um, <clears throat> no, not where it like impacts him negatively like this. Yeah, and usually whenever somebody's, let's say a family member, they they has they have somebody who has a, a gambling problem, they look at it as, man, you can easily stop gambling, you know, just stop. But this movie kind of takes it to another level to the point where you think it's some type of mental illness or like, a, like yeah. a very serious problem that it's not just so easy to just quit. Yeah, I mean, he's living a whole nother life because of this. I mean, it's a, it's a rough life. I'm not sure how he got started in this. I mean, that doesn't matter. But, right. I mean, he ends up dying from it because <laughs> he just can't yeah. stop gambling. And the Uncut Gems, the, the title is metaphorical in a way because of it's an unrefined gem. That has some type of beauty on the inside, but not everybody gets to see it. And I think that's what Adam Sandler is, or yeah. that's what the movie wants us to think he is. <laughs> I agree. I agree. An uncut gem. I would say I enjoyed reflecting on it. I'm not sure if I enjoyed the experience. Okay. I'll, I'll give well, you that. Well, do you have anything else to say about uncut gems? No, it was it was a good film. I do wonder. I wish they would explored his relationship with the girlfriend a little more and how that attraction started, because she could obviously do better. But um, <laughs> I don't really know. 
Yeah, I'm not sure. I mean, she's gone on the weekend, but (laughs) was still sad when Howard said he's leaving. Like a Joker, Harley Quinn thing. Well, I I guess once you you build some type of connection to somebody, it's just hard to let go, even though you have like better options. True. But um, what was I going to say? You distracted me with that part. (laughs) I know what you're saying. Okay, that reminds me. That reminds me now. He did have this little creepy type of, I guess, peeping Tom moment <laughs> where, <laughs> where he was in the closet. And in his own was, apartment. He, yeah, his own apartment. I was kind of confused by that scene, too. It but was, yeah. He, he was in his own apartment just texting his, his girlfriend, just looking up at her and seeing how she reacted. That was I <laughs> thought that was gonna end a lot worse than it did. I thought like she's gonna be cheating or something. But nope, that was that they just have a really interesting relationship. Yeah. And that that was a good comparison that you made with the Joker Harley Quinn vibes. Mm. And I, I also just go back to the Joker movie from uh twenty nineteen. Yep. I, I think they have similar character arcs in a way. I would agree. He, you know, he dies with a smile on his face, like I think the Joker would, but he just likes living on the edge. Adam Sandler's character. But do you have anything else you want to say about Uncut Gems before we no, give it a I rating? Think, I think that's. I think we're good for our ratings. Yeah. All right, so I'll go over our ratings again. The lowest rating is trash. Middle is background noise, and the highest is a banger. So how would you rate Uncut Gems? I would rate it as a low banger. Okay. I really enjoyed okay. watching this film. I'm going to say I didn't really enjoy it that much. Like I said before, I think I enjoyed reflecting on it more than actually watching it, experience it. And because there was so many confusing parts, I had to go back and try to rewatch and understand some stuff. But Adam Sandler's character is very interesting. I really like all of the characters in the movie. I'm just not sure. Was it constructed in the best way? Because there's so many parts, so many, so many moving parts Especially in the beginning, it can be really confusing. So I'm going to rate it as a high background noise. I can respect that rating. It, I think it is t- personally. I think it is hard to find, particularly Netflix films that go beyond background noise. But this one, I I liked it a little more than that. But I, I think that's a fair a fair um, evaluation. And um, we did not mention the directors at all they're called the the, the safety brothers um, right i think they've done a lot of smaller indie films before one of these movies with uh robert pattinson the next batman and they said that this is the style that they usually have is really unconventional there's a lot of chaos and anxiousness being thrown in the movie nothing is really w- well scripted in a way the actors are kind of giving their their own type of leeway. But sometimes that works and sometimes it doesn't. I feel like this one worked more than it didn't, but mm-hmm. I still didn't like it as much. I agree with that, but I, I really did enjoy Adam Sandler's performance here. Oh, yeah. I, I enjoyed his performance because it was different than what he what we usually see from him. I haven't watched one of his movies in a while. No, maybe Grown Ups. I, I don't know which one came out first. But that's terrible too. Yeah. Grown ups. What? But that's not terrible. 
Yes, it is. It's not even funny. It's not even funny. It's funny. I thought it was funny. It's classic Adam Sandler. I I mean, I guess. It (laughs) just seems like it was just a weekend with his his, uh, comedy buddies for vacation. Do you have anything else you want to say about Uncut Gems? Give it a watch. You won't regret watching it by any means. I would say that. No, I don't think you would, but I don't think this appeals to a wide audience either. I agree. I mean, it's not a family film. It's not necessarily a couple's film. It's really just, I don't know if you're bored or if you're a fan of Adam Sandler or if you like more serious movies. Yeah, it's kind of, I guess, kind of niche in that way. Feels like an independent film. I think it's mostly well put together, but can be pretty confusing. But um, yeah, that's that's Uncut Gems. But thank you, everybody, for listening. Um, Make sure you subscribe to our podcast and other platforms, which will be linked in the description. Thanks for listening.